0: And welcome to the Astrology podcast Here we are. It's July the 19th. What the hell? <laughs> Can we just take a moment to um, acknowledge that we're more than halfway through 2023? Take stock wherever you are right now and think it's summer. It's not going to get dark. Well, if you're, if you're in the UK, the map of everybody who listens to the podcast is you're dotted all over the place, but still. Most people are in the UK and um, we're still enjoying these long summer nights. So wherever you are, I hope you're making the most of July. And that Venus retrograde is good to you. That Venus blesses you with charm and fun and hedonism and (laughs) excessive partying and joy and maybe excess rest and sleep and ah oh, just good stuff I think you know my friend who got married at the weekend turned 30 eight years ago eight years ago yesterday what date did she have a party was it just before or just after can't remember if she did it the weekend before or the weekend after um either way it was great I hadn't thought about that I hadn't thought about that. I've obviously been thinking because the whole time. Um, Hi, Vicky, if you're listening. Happy birthday. Thanks for having a great wedding. <laughs> um, uh, I hadn't thought about that because I, I felt similar energy. Like, I just loved her 30th so much. Like all these people kept walking in that I didn't know she'd invited. And I was just like, oh, this is the best. And then we were in Hoxton and I could walk home and it was hot it was just great and the wedding was just great it was just like all these people that I again didn't know was going to be there in fact there just wasn't time to talk to everyone that that was you know that's how it is and um, but very Venus retrograde in Leo whether she's retrograde or or not she's definitely very much in shadow because the dates will always be the same she'll always go retrograde approximately 22nd of July maybe 21st maybe 23rd because the the cycle is so tight. Venus's retrograde cycle is so tight. It, it just shifts like a day or two, you know, um, if you're really into the Venus star point that you, you might know about that. But no, it, the, the image of the star, it's got so much to say. <laughs> I've had a coffee. I've just looked at the astrology this week and I was like, fuck's sake. I wanted to get this one out quickly. And it's its just ridiculous how how much is going on astrologically. Is this always the way? Is, is this life? There's always a lot going on. Anyway, that that's, can be the joy of Venus retrograde. She's very much in shadow, you know, stationing. Whether today I'm speaking, it's the 29th. Venus stations retrograde officially on the 22nd. But she's already, like if I look at the chart right now, Venus is at 28 degrees and she is stationing. At 28 degrees. So already, you know, the, the astrology of it is there. And what fun! Like what a throwback to just kick kick off your shoes, dance all night, stay up too late, party Leo things, colorful, sparkly. And and as I've just said on my Instagram stories, Jupiter was in Leo eight years ago as well, which just added to the party vibes and very fun for my friend who has the moon in Leo. Perhaps that's why you see, it doesn't, doesn't have to be all doom and gloom. Venus is on her moon stationing retrograde bringing back I presume all the people she loves for her wedding and her 30th anyway all the people I love tend to overlap with all the people she loves and it's great for me <laughs> I love it I love to see it so yeah I'm still hungover. I think <laughs> you can hear my voice it's not even that I drank I didn't have a hangover per se on Sunday everyone else was like how are you feeling you know how it is and I was like I'm okay I'm tired um, and I think it's just because I drink tequila. I'm tequila straight. I don't do wine. I think I maybe did, but I didn't do much. I was also thinking about this when I was at Noisily Festival the other week because I don't take drugs and never have. Just, I don't know why. Mercury, Neptune, Capricorn things, very sensible. Maybe not. You know, alcohol tends to make people dickheads more than drugs, from what I can tell. I can understand. I was explaining to my mum and dad when I got back from the festival because the festival was in the Vale of Beaver, which is close to home. And like everybody's like, oh, you know, I did a bit of ketamine and like Coke and talking about all the cocktails of drugs I've taken, which seems so alien. But I was like, actually, it's not that different from me being like, oh, I had five April spritz and then I was just drinking tequila. But we're so normalized with alcohol that nobody thinks anything of it. But it did strike me as somebody who doesn't take drugs, listening to everyone like talk about all the different drugs they have taken and I was like, God, this is weird. But then I was like, it's not that different. And it really made me question why do we, why, you know, the next day it's like, what did you drink? What were you, how messed up were you? And what particular poisons <laughs> had you been drinking to get you to your level of madness and looseness? Very interesting, isn't it? Like, what, and I'm, I'm generally, I, you know, some people are new here, I'm not a m- massive drinker. <laughs> Probably say that a lot, but it is summer. But you know, I can go three months without touching a drop and not even notice because I just won't drink. But I do still drink when I drink, although I am, you know, quite sensible. I get thirsty because I dance a lot, and then I drink loads of water. So yeah, I'm still quite sensible. But interesting, isn't it, the way we operate? And this also perhaps is a is a Venus retrograde topic, a hedonism to- topic topic and maybe this maybe there's a synchronicity i imagine now over the next 10 days someone is going to send me an article about drugs being legalized about the age of drinking i'm hearing a lot about vaping in the news because perhaps all of these hedonistic party things that we do we're going to reframe venus retrograde the way we think about them and but it could be a retrograde move whatever they do It might not be, it might not last. It might just be something that we explore. And also if you are going to a festival over the summer, now over the next 40 days from, you know, from Venus retrograde, which is the 22nd of July to the 3rd of September, watch what you drink, watch what you take, particularly if you've got planets in Leo, you know, if you've got Venus retrograde on your Mercury or on your moon or on your ascendant, and you go to a festival, and you're like, "Fuck it!" <laughs> you could end up a bit mashed. Actually, yeah, my friend, my friend who no, I won't say that. I, I don't want to overshare other people's stories. But someone thought they got their drinks spiked recently, and they were, uh, Venus has been in shadow. Some people will say that the shadow period, i.e., so you know, Venus is 28 now, and I don't know where she goes back to. Actually, I think it's five. Oh bloody hell! Let's have a look. Let's have a looky, July, August, September, So September, she- no, she only goes back to 12. So the whole time that Venus has gone from 12 degrees to 28 degrees in straight forwards over the past month or so has been the shadow period. And some will argue that that's already Venus retrograde vibes and that already people have been doing weird Venus stuff. Anyway, I'm doing an event on that tonight, so I want to keep some of my Venus retrograde content for the event, which I presume you'll be able to purchase after the time after the event, particularly because I'm talking about it in the pod. But I'm not; it's not my event. I'm doing it with Felicity at Ukushana, who that's a I don't know what it is. It's an online It's called a Ukushana Healing School, and I think she's got premises in Leeds. But she is just basically a friend of a friend, <laughs> and cool the cool she is a zero degrees cancer which I think is really really interesting in my observation on Instagram of how she operates in bringing people together being very cancerian but also being very very proactive very cardinal and I guess with my planets zero Capricorn it's been very easy for us to communicate and organize this without having a single phone call (laughs) you know it's just like boom boom done so we'll see how that goes and then Rachel's joining Rachel who is just a fantastic coach so trained so well trained so experienced and I think it's useful for the values work particularly I mean for my I want the values work I want to do it when I could have just done this event with Felicity just collaborated you know me and her split the profits whatever but I was like, do you know what? I want to make it cooler. And everybody's going to be talking about Venus retrograde and the themes of it. But the the work and having that skill to get people to feel into what their values are and to sit. And just the taking, the, often it's just taking the time to sit and go, do you know what? How am I so out of alignment? <laughs> How did we end up here? Because that's what happens. You just end up so off path. Because maybe other things are more important than your values for a while. It's more about survival or or maybe it's more about achieving, or maybe it's yeah, just about I don't know what, earning money or feeling secure, moon, moon stuff, instead of pure, full on desire, passion, and love of something, which is what we want to get to. And Venus, Venus is good in Leo, I think. You know, she's exalted in Pisces. She rules Taurus and Libra. There's nothing really to say that she's doing well in in Leo, apart from Leo is just sunny and joyful and has a lot of flair. And so does Venus as a planet. You know, Venus is a planet. Leo is a sign. And so with Venus, the planet of love and values in Leo, we are deep into the heart, Leo, because Leo rules the heart of what we love. And with Venus retrogradingly I think yeah it's great great party vibes it really is But I think back it was my the first time I went to Wilderness was 2015 and I was with all my mates who again they've just come back into my life I was at Noisily Festival like I've just told you I was working there and I just put on Instagram who else is going to be at Noisily because I don't like committing to taking friends with me to stuff because I'm unpredictable as in if I decide I'm done I'll just leave so I don't want to have a plus one with me because then I'm letting them down so I wanted to see if anyone else was gonna be there and my friends who I'd volunteered with in 2015 were there so that was great so I could share you know they don't and we were all super independent when we met because we were all volunteering we'd all basically gone to a festival on our own and so we're all like-minded and that really works and yeah so I saw them and then also the wedding I was at was at the Cotswolds at the week at the weekend and the girls Andrew and Kate will live there in the in the Cotswolds will live in Bath so we met up on Friday before the wedding as well so it's like god this is weird and again I didn't really think but it's an eight-year cycle we we met eight years ago and we worked at a festival and two weeks later we worked at another festival and then 2016 we we collaborated at Wilderness and got a pitch together and they did massage and I think I may have said this last week (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so i'll leave this there but interesting again you see you've got to look at these cycles what was going on in 2015 because it's nuts really when you think about that and then i take from this i imagine at the festival because i'm working at wilderness in a three weeks or two weeks hopefully three on the sixth i'm doing a talk it's like i imagine i'm going to bump into some people that i saw there eight years ago there'll be some kind of retrograde looping because that's how these things how these things work this morning I'd made a play playlist from the wedding because was so good and I sent it to my friend and she was like, I'll add some songs but she did it from her husband's account and I was running by the river and I bumped into her husband and, and took a selfie and sent it to her and she's like was he listening to it too he was this morning I was like I don't know I didn't ask but how cool is that you know we're both listening to the same playlist that we've collaborated on and then we run past each other in london because he works near where i live i was like i love stuff like that like the magnetism and the weird matrix connections that keep us all more tied in all more connected than we could than we realize and it's just an underlying message of the magic i had a client yesterday really cool client whose chart i knew very well um I have a lot of November 1975 clients, and which, yeah, I think someone last time I did learn to read a birth chart, someone was, someone had that. Talk. Oh, no, they were 19 years younger. Anyway. And she was talking about the connections and she was showing me signs um, from, you know, showing me all these amazing things. And she was like, Do you do past lives? I was like, Well, no, I don't, but I'm so into it. And also, like, it's something that I'd been thinking about yesterday about how. The coincidences and the connections that bring us together—I was just really mad when you stop and think about it. And I just, I really hear for this new moon in Cancer to be and this intense astrology that we're in to be activating all of that, to be diving into, um, just noticing these synchronicities. Retrogrades—I love, I love a Mercury retrograde. As a lot of you might know, I love bumping into people. I just. I love taking things at a slower pace. I've been absolutely hammering life. <laughs> and um, it, oh, I am so up for going to the Maldives, Venus retrograde and just being like, yeah, I'm, I don't wear shoes anymore and I don't do things on the Internet anymore. Goodbye, everybody. Just because we all need that everybody's very tired and we all need a little venus retrograde it's in august isn't that great you know we you don't want it in january you don't want it in march you want venus retrograde in august so that you can just go on holiday and everybody else go on holiday and just slow things down finish things off finish the finish stuff it's what we want we're all here for it i'm here for it so Yes. At the minute, I'm just planning, you know, when you before you go away and you just got 20 bazillion things to do in my brain. I'm just like, oh, who it hell <laughs> Is it worth going? Um, But it will be when we get it all sorted. OK, the astrology then. Let's talk about it. I wonder how long I've already been talking. I do not know. I've been staring out the window. So now I'm blind. I can't see my notes. Right. So we've got the moon in Leo today. She will square Uranus later tonight. Mm. I don't know what crypto's doing. I know, I know it's gone down a little bit. Keep your eye on that with the Venus retrograde, that's for sure. Okay, so I'll talk you through the week. I'll give you the headlines before I go into it. So today, Moon in Leo, blah, blah, blah. By the time you hear the pod, Wednesday will be done. So we don't need to worry about Wednesday. <laughs> Thursday, the Sun trines Neptune. We are going with the flow. Very nice. Oh, we've got a Moon-Venus conjunction in Leo. Love that, late morning. Very into that. That will obviously be at 28 degrees. I've already told you, Venus is at 28. But then the moon isn't in conjunct with Pluto because Venus is also in conjunct with Pluto, which forms some intensity in the sky. We're being challenged. Our feelings are being challenged. There is, ooh, yeah, you know, there's some, there is some, hard conversations to be had i think tomorrow then the moon enters virgo on thursday and we've got mars opposite saturn and then because the moon moves fast moon opposite saturn tomorrow and that also is pretty intense the mars mars saturns tend to make people tired frustrated it could be a good day for getting a lot of things done but it's confrontational i see that's You know that's a fair amount of confrontation. Venus is in conjunct Pluto, um, so there's there's intensity there, and Mars, Saturn, intensity. I want to come back to that. I'm supposed to be doing headlines, okay? So Friday, we have the Moon opposite the Sun in Cancer opposite Pluto. On Saturday, are you ready for this? Saturday the twenty second, Venus stations retrograde, the Sun enters Leo, the Moon enters Libra. The moon enters Libra on Sunday in the UK, but in the States, it's on Saturday. On Sunday, Chiron stations retrograde. On Monday, the moon is in Libra making aspects to various planets. We've got an opposition to Chiron, that is dust station retrograde, so it will probably be amplifying that to be discussed. On Tuesday, we have the final quarter moon. Are we waning or waxing right now? What are we doing? We're waxing. We have the first quarter moon, excuse me, in Scorpio because we are now in Leo season on Tuesday the twenty fifth, and oof, oof, <laughs> and we also have the moon square to Pluto. Is that still at twenty nine degrees on on the twenty fifth? I'm not sure about that. I'll double check that when we get there. But yeah final quarter moon i'll read that to you from cycles it's it's head if if you look at the headlines of intense 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 stuff i think that this first quarter moon is like oof okay let's put some of that to bed how can we move on from some of what we've discovered over the weekend and then on wednesday we've got the scorpio moon trining saturn opposing jupiter um and sextile Mars so Wednesday's fine Wednesday kind of gets left out because it's it's my beginning and end day so I don't massively look at it okay so that's the week and as ever there's there's a lot going on particularly particularly the weekends that's poof you know that's I'm here for it it just when I think about it and I look at my weekend I'm like okay good I'm finally going to pack up my stuff and get organized I've got time this weekend to get on top of the life admin that will ensue from Venus retrograde and taking off, you know, organizing the summer, tying loose ends up. You personally, I've never left as much time as I think I need to have left. Do you relate? (laughs) You know, I want to get all this done before I go away. Don't want to take my laptop away. And then you're like, laptop is absolutely coming with (laughs) what was I thinking? But (laughs) before we get deep into August there is some time for just reflecting and getting jobs done so Thursday Mars opposition Saturn Mars is in Virgo the weather's not as good you know Mars in Leo is excellent for the weather in the UK very very sunny Mars in Virgo I don't mind this I've got loads to do if it was really sunny and hot right now, I'd be irritated. So I don't mind it. Mars in Virgo is helping us pay attention to the details and maybe bringing awareness to the details, which is another reason that I'm like, oh God, I've got to book this flight. I've got to change this. I've got to sort out the storage. I've got to do this. I've got to do, you know, the Mars in Virgo is is amping up the Virgo in our chart. Wherever that Virgo is, we've all got it. So somewhere in your life, you're you can be anxious because anxiety is a Virgo behavior but also meticulous and i'm i'm here for being meticulous i'm i like that i'm thinking about things three weeks ahead instead of two days ahead which is what i normally do mars in virgo is making us step up and just be the little dormouse that's prepared harvesting preparing for winter so that's cool but and then when mars opposes saturn mars opposing or squaring saturn or pluto is generally not good it's generally not a fun aspect saturn blocks saturn's like this is shit you could have done more you know you've not done enough Uh, mars wants to go faster and saturn's like slow down baby slow down you've been going too fast and it's saturn in pisces so we could be looking at the mental health aspect to that i would make time if I can you know and I did this today actually but I didn't turn my phone on till very late 11 because I felt that I was overheating so it's like you need to slow down and I sat on the floor and I just opened the window and I meditated I just let listen to the sounds street sounds I could hear birds I didn't know I could hear birds and I just stopped and I didn't have caffeine I had lemon in my water you know, hot lemon water, and I did all those Virgo things. And it's only now, as I say this, that I realise this makes sense. That Mars is applying to Saturn in Pisces, and it was like, look, you've you've got to be sensible. You've got to be Virgo in about this. And then I went for a run. I went for a five k run, and I thought I was going to vomit <laughs> when I got back. <laughs> and I went next door, and she was like, "Do you want fruit?" I was like, "No, just give me my detox juice," which is celery ginger lemon um apple don't know what else is in it but i have it after a run. when i've done a good run like a proper one. one oh look the bees are back great i've, I've got, vicky gave me a bouquet you know for, or I don't know maybe it was a table decoration from the wedding i don't know what it is but beautiful wildflowers and i put them on my windowsill because i thought you know flowers like being outside and i've had so many bee visitors it's unbelievable and it's and all i can see is concrete i can see the shard i can see the walkie talkie building just you know london concrete i can't see any green and this one bouquet of flowers is attracting so many bees and it's made me realize and Mars and virgo is such a bee symbolism by the way that this isn't just random because bees are worker bees are they not they work all the time they're meticulous they're small small is virgo in in the 1960s when pluto and uranus we're in Virgo. We had mini skirts, mini everything, the car, the mini car. Mini is Virgo and work. So Mars and Virgo, they sting, which is a Mars thing. And and I'm like, if we all just had a little pot of wild wildflowers on our windowsill, wouldn't the bees be delighted? Because, you know, when you see a little bee on the floor, like knackered and exhausted, everybody's got these stupid green plants everywhere, these trendy plants. I don't think they're helpful. And I know you hear this on the radio all the time, but it's actually amazing for me to see the stark contrast of this little bouquet of flowers and just how many bees. It's mental. Like, how did they even know it's here? Clever. So, yes. Mars, Saturn. Plant some wildflowers. Maybe that's something you could do. Take action. And that will also be a nice thing for your mental health we in the cosmic club i've I've done a new mooning cancer challenge not challenge but like more of an i didn't like the word challenge because it's it's wrong it's a it's more of a, like a bringing people together and using the waxing moon energy to be to f- help your home so we're like selling things uh, on vintage and clearing out the clutter and also i've got a bazillion um Herbal supplements, <laughs> millions, and I don't take them all, but like I'm trying to take them, or because, and I, I imagine that without realizing, this Mars in Virgo health opposite Saturn, it's playing into that drive to just be sensible, be refine what I'm eating. It's not I've bought dark chocolate, seventy percent dark chocolate this week instead of nailing loads of galaxy. Because Mars is in Virgo, we are we are being invited to make sensible decisions for ourselves. So, yeah, when it comes to opposing Saturn, I don't know. It's more like it's crunch time. You wouldn't want to get into any fights with people with a Mars Saturn or push yourself too far. Um, and if you do get delayed on a train or in the car tomorrow, it's kind of to be expected. But we'll see what happens. These aspects don't always play out the way we think they're going to. Um, sometimes it can just be the manifestation of something saturn is the planet of manifestation it is the planet of material earthy grounded realizing at your saturn return you realize your potential you realize your maturity it is real it is grounded so an opposition can be very challenging but it can also be um helpful it can also be like yes here you go Proof of the pudding is in the eating. Go and eat it. So we'll see. We'll see. That's what Thursday is bringing. And with Venus forming her tricky aspect to Pluto on the same day, Venus is all the values and the relationships and the sugar and the overspending and the hidden urges, the hidden addictions. So, yes, we could be confronted with. Our hidden beliefs I think it, it's definitely confronting as well as realizing so and because Venus is stationing retrograde I do think those two aspects play into one another and that anyone in a situation that's been off and they've been ignoring it with, with when Saturn's around we can't ignore it and there is a conversation that has to be had with yourself with your partner with your therapist with your friend just, you know, it just comes up. I'd imagine something happens that comes up. Friday, have I said everything about Thursday? I think so. Moon, Mars in Virgo as well. Like, let's ignore Saturn. <laughs> and that shortly after they've both opposed Saturn, the Moon and Mars will be together in Virgo. Very tasky, very practical, very like getting motivated to make things happen. Quite competitive, too. So Friday, the sun will be at 28, and then eventually the sun gets to 29 of Cancer. Pluto is at 29 of Capricorn. The north node is at 29 of Aries, and the south node is at 29 of Libra. That is a cardinal grand cross of extreme proportions. Again, it's confrontational. It is. It speaks to that desire to be like, I have got so much today (laughs) Yeah, that's what it feels to me it's like are you kidding me you know there's just so much to be to get on with and it's that it just feels really hot and active so be aware of that because Mars and Saturn are still in an aspect that it's separating now but it's still there but productive at at best again I hope if I'm not knackered Because I've been quite busy this week and I've got a client all day tomorrow, which can be quite intense. I think that by Friday, I would love it if I've got a nice day to just do, you know, I might delete the Instagram app for a few hours and just do things. It's amazing. I wrote horoscopes on Monday in 20 minutes, half an hour, just because I had a deadline. And it's amazing how fast you can be if you don't dick about. (laughs) Quote me on that. (laughs) but it is procrastination is real but this this is a procrastination free sky because the urgency is so strong and that can be stressful and and but it's like god like how do i normally waste so much time (laughs) what (laughs) but also if you waste no i don't i don't want to talk about wasting time it's mm, well for a start there's the observation part of the astrology is on the other side of predicting expect some kind of whirlpool of activity and politically there'll be some discussions of justice fairness um truth empowerment personal empowerment those if those are issues in your life uh, they will pop up venus is stationing retrograde the next day so themes keep an eye out you know if you do write a j- diary writing down your life friday and saturday and just free writing will be useful because as these as these transits play out, you will have something to look back on. Okay, that's enough of that, I think. Saturday is the big day. So Venus stations, when a planet stations, its themes throw up into the air. Like, So we're looking at Venus, love, money, relationships. It's all in Leo. And the sun enters Leo in the same day. So those of you with Leo in your chart, I mean, Leo highlighted in your chart, rising Leo, sun in Leo, um moon in leo the rest of us have all got leo somewhere but that leo part of your chart is is there is there to be seen and and any themes around your desire to shine your desire to put yourself out there and everybody will have that that everybody's going to maybe feel the urge to shine is is what comes to mind on one level I'm curious, Saturday the 22nd of July, I don't have any plans, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any stories, what are we going to do, there's mooch about in my room, sorting out my out- outfits, <laughs> um, I don't know, I hope it's more fun, but I would leave it open to be fun, and I would leave it open to be interesting. Or maybe I'll just spend the day watching Ivan on tech and learning about crypto because I love doing that. I'm very into that. Um, but yay, Leo season, party season. So if you, I will be using Friday. Oh, can you hear the sirens? It's urgent. You probably hear the sirens. You can never hear the things that I talk about. But yeah, Friday, if you can, head down. Saturday, if you can, get out there. And, see what's going on and try to keep a sense of humor leo does t- uh, on the side of pride and boastfulness and ego um and venus does like to be top dog so i imagine that could be interesting a little bit of competitive peacocking in any situation where people just we just god i mean i think it's so interesting the way we are the way we all are me and my mate were sat like one in the morning watching everyone on the dance floor being like, I just find relationships so interesting. And I was like, I know, same, like, made it my job, pal. <laughs> like, I'm so fascinated by how we all are and how we all interact. And so, yeah, I, th- I think there is something in that innate peacock. uh, Competitive, and I've made reels about that this week. Competition versus um, collaboration. And the balance. I remember when all my mates applied to go to uni, it made me apply because I just sat my ass. I just was like procrastinating. And then because you friends do it, you want to catch up. And that, I guess, is why the people you surround yourself with are are important because if you're surrounded by motivated people, you're going to motivate yourself. But also, by the same token, if you're surrounded by... (laughs) You know, as an all-girls academic school um, with a fair amount of pushy parents in the background, whether it was um, overt or covert, and then how much that has influenced all of us because of the competitive nature of people hanging out in a group who then get to 30 or 40 and are like, what the fuck have I done? (laughs) What was that? So that's the other side of it. And I, I guess maybe with Venus retrograde, you can reflect on your life and be like, "Oh, interesting decisions," <laughs> and that is part of Pluto square the nodes at the minute, and it is with every area of our life. And I have called 2023 the love revolution all year, and again, I have been amazed. I guess I must have seen it when I prepared when I did my events in in January. I must have looked at all this and been like, "Oh, right." but I forgot. And now when I, I remember when the, the eclipses a couple of months ago, whenever they were, and then now looking at this astrology, particularly with the moon moving into Libra, just hours after the sun enters Leo and Venus stations retrograde. It's like relation relationship laser focus because the Libra is about relationships. So then the moon's going to move into Libra. The sun's going to be in Leo Venus, the planet that rules Libra is stationing retrograde and pluto is square to the nodes and the south node is in libra and it and it's like wow (laughs) you know if you're just making a headline if i was writing a document and i'd be looking at the year it's quite clear that we are looking at our values and who we love and what we love and how the fuck did we get to where we are and how much have we been shaped by society and the need to fit in libra south node in libra and with the south node and the eclipses, the, the south node eclipses where that is the dregs and everything being wiped away in Libra sort of clearing out this year um, and creating space for a new way of relating in a more independent um, way of making decisions and thinking about what drives you and your values and nobody else's values. It's very liberating. It's going to be really great for a lot of people who are like able to shed some of the conditioning of their youth and maybe the conditioning of their past lives and all these interactions we've had. And it is a big evolution. Pluto, square the nodes. We are evolving. We are, you know, when you just look back at the stupid decisions you made 10 years ago. I was, I spoke to someone last week who was talking about, oh, I had a relationship, it's gone now. I was like, have you got to the point where you look at it and you think, what the fuck was I doing? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, that you know, that's evolution, isn't it? Because we can try and force ourselves to leave a situation. But it's only when you look back and you're like, what? <laughs> was I mad? <laughs> that you know you've really moved on. And I remember reading that it's only when you can look at the situation and love it and, and be so grateful for it, that that's when you've really, that's when you're really free from it. But we have to make, we, we have these journeys, you know, we can't, we can give each other support, but as well like advice i'd watch out for advice this weekend because the advice is very libra codependency you know that the need to tell each other what we're doing and if you if you give somebody advice well-meaning advice on saturday all that's going to flare is their ego and they're going to just be like fuck you and to their own detriment i you know i remember Sunny telling me in 2014 you know the psychic who told me i was going to be an astrologer that i needed to dump my boyfriend because he was a dick she was like it was a very healing relationship you got together and the first three months were great and it was really good for both of you but it should have ended in december and you've not ended it and your whichever spirit guide was on my left shoulder was really angry she's waving her finger and she's saying you should have finished it and i was like yeah i hear what you're saying but i'm definitely gonna ignore you (laughs) definitely just going to test to see if the psychic was right obviously she was right I already knew it to be true but people don't like being told and maybe you know I certainly don't like being told as a sun uranus contrarian so yeah hmm, you understand what I'm trying to say <laughs> but also moderate it's about getting in touch so we're not Asking other people their opinion. That's the other side of it. What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> like, you know what you think, Pow. Sunday, board of Saturday now. Chiron, stationing retrograde in Aries, which is where the North Node now is. So that is the collective lesson on not showing up and not making choices about what's best for you because you are afraid of rejection because you are afraid of not being good enough not taking lead because you you don't think you're good enough that there's something fundamentally wrong with you we all think there's something fundamentally wrong with us and these insecure well you know some people don't <laughs> maybe they should <laughs> and and so there's something there's lessons to be learned and We have coming to into greater acceptance of who we are, our flaws, whether they are flaws or not, perceived flaws, where we've been bullied and ostracized because of who we are, what we stand for, what we think, what we look like, particularly what we look like because Chiron was rejected for being ugly, but he was so wise. So the wisdom that has come from this rejection and how we are, we are through a retrograde it's just about integrating and processing and reflecting on why that could be and how we're going to just be more compassionate with others what else we got on sunday nothing that i want to talk about monday moons and libra all day aspecting chiron of course really highlighting this libra um Aries square square the nodes the polarity and it's a challenge to get out of the south node I said this on Instagram I said this on my reels everybody's like woo north node in Aries so here for it and I am here for it but I also really really remember the south node being in Sagittarius and the north node being in Gemini throughout 2021 and the end of 2020 it's always 18 months that the nodes are in a set of signs. And I didn't see any Gemini. I remember making reels about it because it's a, it's an 18-year cycle, 18.6, I think. So 2002 and then 2021, we had the North Node in Gemini and the South Node in Sag. And, but previously, 2002 was the Iraq War protests and Tony Dickhead, Rising Gemini, Blair, Um, you know, just was like, yes, we want oil. I'm gonna invest in oil. We're going to invade Iraq, and there are no protests, and we all agree. And obviously, the Chilcott report and subsequent research has shown that the media was culpable and in cahoots with the government, and that the millions of people who took to the streets to protest against that were silenced and ignored. There was a single argument put out by the media. And even, and even though it wasn't singular and there was debate, all we got was a Sagittarian. This is what needs to be. And off we go with, you know, Sagittarius is about faith and belief and, and being a salesperson and being like, you, you know, when you're a salesperson, when you're a Sag, you have absolute conviction that your way is the right way. And you're not open to debate. It's, it's belief you know Sagittarius believes in God and if you don't then and I'm not saying all Sagittarius believes in God what I'm saying is if you are a preacher if you're a priest let's say Sagittarius job it is teaching preaching all the rest of it speaking as a sage. but I'm rising Gemini so you know I like to think that even though I am quite clearly a Sag <laughs> um, that, that I am rising Gemini I at least pretend to debate and it's something that I do in this pod a lot is just always when i say something the the alternative perspective comes to mind and i'm like well yeah you know it could be that i do like to offer alternatives probably because my dad has mars and serge my parents have satin in sage, and it's just it's a response to not being like that or whatever i don't know you know it's just it's just who i am it's my with my karma i think things are so much beyond our parents yes they shape us but so do our past lives and it's like you know give you give your immediate family a break because it, it's a bigger picture than that we are part of a bigger cosmos bigger network of soulmates and um spirit like all our guides and ancestors living in spirit who are guiding us it's it's bigger than it's bigger than just parents Anyway, so, yeah, if you're a sage like the priest, and you, you are preaching about the gospel and you're preaching about God, you're not, set, you're not there being like, and maybe God doesn't exist. <laughs> and if there wasn't God, what do you think it could be? That's Gemini. That's being the teacher. That's exploring. Sage isn't there to give you options. Sage is there to give you belief and, and, and something to be gung-ho about and to be passionate about and, and to believe in, to believe it wholeheartedly. And so we saw that with the Iraq war. And then we saw it in 2021 with various things where it was just like, this is how things are. Believe it or fuck off, which was essentially 2021. Um, When I had, yeah. So, not about me. So, it was very challenging. I found 2021 to be stuck in the South Node where it was like, Vaccines save lives. Stay home. And I was like, you know, they're in the background being like, but there's no long term safety data and we've never had an effective vaccine for flu. And there are side effects that we don't know about. And all the clinical trials have showed that A, it doesn't really work. And B, that there are significant risks to your health. And also there's so much money being made and also viruses mutate and also they're making loads of money. And also, you know, I was going, are we going to discuss this? Is anyone going to talk about this? And there was no discussion and the protests were ignored. And then, you know, people had their jabs and then it was like, oh, yeah, that doesn't work anymore. You need your booster and then you need another booster. And then most people are like, yeah, probably not going to get any more boosters because I keep getting COVID even though I'm getting a booster and some people are there saying, oh, well, because I had the jab, I, I probably didn't get COVID as badly. Well, you can believe that if you want, but you, it's not based in fact, given that the hundreds of people I know who didn't have the vaccine are fine, including my parents who are in their 60s. You know, and th- there's just, okay. And people say, oh, that's anecdotal. I don't give a fuck whether it's anecdotal or not. It's still fact. And it's still based on me assessing everybody I know and and it's they are not the only people who have had no different symptoms to the vaccinated and it wasn't discussed it was dogma and and there was no debate about the people who were maimed the hundreds of people who went blind the the heart attacks the you know AstraZeneca oh they, they banned the AstraZeneca because there were so many heart attacks and, and what about the people who are having heart attacks now? What about the 25% increase in deaths in young people? Like, where was the discussion? Where is the discussion? Are we ever going to get there? I mean, I for, it was very difficult and I didn't see any Gemini, other than maybe on social media, people connecting. Because without the social media... Without the alternative media, there would have been no discourse, because if we only had mainstream media like we had in the Iraq war, like how different would that have been? If we if we'd had alternative, if we'd not had alternative media, there would have been, how would you communicate? How, you know, that's why astrology has become bigger, because astrology also is discredited by governments. It's discredited by academic institutions astrology is ridiculed and undermined by experts everywhere and they are wrong and I think you know that experience of being a very academic person with a good degree who has gone on to learn astrology and thankfully have the experience and the accredited you know I have been part of the system which makes me privileged because it means I have been given a tick. You know, we all want that passport. There's insecurity. You, I see so much insecurity in people who aren't educated, who are bright, um, but are, you know, for what it, they've not had the privilege I've had. So there's a fundamental insecurity because they don't have the degree or they don't have the, the qualifications. But because I've got it, it gives me the balls and the fire to be like, I know, you know, we all know I can stand up and be like, don't tell me I'm a fool because I've understood all of this and I understand astrology and I can teach it and I will show you how it works. And if you're not willing to listen, it's not a belief system because I'm not asking you to believe in anything. I'm asking you to understand and to take the time to see how these cycles work. And because I think because I'd already been ostracized and undermined for so long, it made me very angry to see how strong a hold that system has that people think they can ridicule and undermine someone who has an alternative opinion that is outside of mainstream media institutions. And, you know, oh, we've been through this clinical trial. Yeah. But if you're all biased and the the, the science has been bought by big pharma who want to get the result, then it's bollocks anyway. And but it took a long, It takes a long time to get to that because you have have to have been you have to have experienced it in the same way you don't really understand grief until you've been through it you don't understand what it's like to be ridiculed and outcast until you've been part of it really you don't none of us understand anything until until we've faced it firsthand and yes so there's there's more debate to be had and and we have have such a strong, the the state and our beliefs are so strong and, and they go unchallenged. And with Pluto at the end of Capricorn, the state is being challenged. Um, what I've always hoped is that when Venus, well, is when the money, because I think a lot of people who have been, for, who has been, who have benefited from the state, a state's approval, you know, people who have, because as well, the system the system of education and degrees and going off and getting a good job and getting your grad scheme and going to work in a a big firm and working your way up and getting money. It's not even that fair. It's not like everybody doing that is fucking genius (laughs) and they're all going to protect their position of power. So, uh, yeah, it's going to crumble because it's not, it's not right. It's done. It's outdated. It's it's outdated, and that's why you know YouTube is brilliant. I love watching Ivan on Tech so much on YouTube because he's like you know the mainstream media they, they, they just talk shit. They don't know what they're talking about. They advise you on crypto. They don't have a fucking clue what they're talking about. And you know you, there are independent experts online who will teach you. And we get it. And these people they're just toast. It's just so old. <laughs> it's just done um hmm. so that's what the the real stuff will last and that's what Pluto does Pluto gives us what's real and the real leaders and the real experts god I went off piece (laughs) where am I um am I still on Monday (laughs) I think I'll go to Tuesday now Tuesday is what Now, I want to talk about, like, just to caveat that, because I know some people are going to be like, ooh, you know, people don't. I saw Mel, what's her face? Mel, the model who does things with Chatty Man. And she was talking about, and someone wrote on her opinion, I don't follow celebrities who have opinions. I was like, okay, fine. Unfollow her, then. I'm sure she doesn't care. But it's not opinion It's things that need to be discussed like vitally important things that need to be discussed strongly held beliefs that are held by everyone are dangerous they're dangerous when they're not wrapped up in the truth and the what struck me was the lack of ability to question what we have been taught is and I'd been you know I'd I'd been that person It's very hard to question what we know to be true. It really is. Um, and Everybody wants to be accepted. But with the North Node in Aries, it is time to just look at it and go, and think for yourself and trust your intuition. That's what the call is with the North Node in Aries, particularly with this setup at the moment, like with Pluto at 29, Nodes at 29. There is some push in some part of your life that says, do you know what? You don't need to be... On the fence, you can do what's right for you. First quarter moon in Scorpio, twenty fifth of July, twenty three oh seven BST. The new moon in Scorpio nine months ago was an eclipse, so this is the this first quarter will pack a punch. Okay, October twenty twenty two, eclipse. I don't remember. I don't remember what I did, but there we go. It's true that if the first quarter moon is was seeded at an eclipse is extra powerful fixed energy does not shift with ease saturn supports our boundaries and i'd say that this is a powerful opportunity to say no and mean it venus is retrograde suggesting that something or someone could rebound back into our lives and we have the opportunity to clear any residual doubts or confusion It is a supreme opportunity to explore self-worth and acknowledge negative thought patterns. It really is. It's a supreme opportunity to explore self-worth and acknowledge negative thought patterns and also acknowledge what you value, acknowledge what you know to be true. And I think I'm going to leave that there. I think I've done enough. I've talked a lot. Um, Let's do a little scope sesh because people like that. Am I doing horoscopes of the week? Maybe I am. If anything, it would be like Venus and the nodes. Okay, what I'm going to do with these scopes is very quickly highlight the south node in Libra and where in your life other people have had too much to say. So it's just going to be a quick overview because... I think that's that could be useful just for this week. So Aries is very much your partners, business partners, lovers, best friends. How have they interfered with your creative process? And how have they how how can you let go of the need to please them and step into leadership, leadership of your own life and trusting your own gut? Like, you don't have to do what they say. Taurus, it's your colleagues, work, health, you know, how can you let go of any habits around work, people pleasing at work, and maybe losing out on some of your home and family time because you've given too much over to your routines and habits and compulsions. Gemini, where is your desire for romance? and your active imagination got in the way of real friendships and, and taking lead in your friendships? How have you allowed people to undermine you and stop you from shining? Because, you know, you've got a lot to say, but sometimes there's a, that Gemini, it, it you know, duality of not knowing where you want to be that prevents you from stepping up. So Look at that. How are you going to just go? Do you know what? Here I am and not worry about what other people think. Cancer, your family have a lot to say about everything, of course, and they matter a lot to you. But with the South Node in your fourth house, you might want to rethink about home and family. And where do you derive your value? Has has the status of your family changed? And perhaps you want to consider the role of others and and how and how listening to them too much has prevented you from stepping into your true potential as a leader. Leo, the South Node is in your third. So you've maybe maybe relationships with siblings, maybe relationships with neighbors, the the things you've said, the communication you've had with people has been too much, maybe too much gossiping. And too much wanting to be in the limelight and less, not enough focus on learning something new or stepping out of your comfort zone. Maybe you've been held in the day to day and you need to step up, go beyond and get out of your comfort zone. With Virgo, this is, yeah, you've maybe been overly concerned with money and security and you've not paid enough attention to your subconscious. So it's important for you to look at your investments where you're investing your time and energy and making more independent decisions that are confident and not rooted in a fear of lack libra the south node is in your sign so a lot of the generalized people pleasing um not not speaking your mind but maybe being a little bit around the houses and a little bit avoidant a little bit sneaky a little bit quiet maybe a little bit timid how has your need to keep the peace prevented you from dictating and driving your relationships scorpio with the south node in your 12th have you paid enough attention to your dreams and to your subconscious Perhaps you have ignored your gut intuition and it's time to just take control, get some routines back and and sort your life out and get focused on your work. Because if you're ignoring your very psychic tendencies, you're just being a fool, basically. Sag, um, how have you let your mates dictate to you what you're doing, your groups, the desire to fit in? You know, you want to be at the party and be socializing with everyone but ultimately get on the plane get out of there and and shine because j- staying with the same group of people and without focus without thinking about it is is pointless it's not pointless but you're not reaching your potential and you're not shining if you're overly connected to the group of people you know this is your 11th house the societies the connections you have there's there's more out there go beyond which you like anyway you like to travel capricorn this south node is in your 10th house of career so you're mm, over this is the parental axis like cancer so it's we're looking at the balancing of family and work and have you taken the lead in your family life and home life or have you allowed circumstance and your upbringing and a desire you know to fit in to dominate with with a venus in your eighth you're thinking about true intimacy and bonding and yes financial investments is another one that you might want to keep your eye on but whether it's your investments that are are physical or financial how have you been overly influenced by society as a whole aquarius um your beliefs may be extreme and fixed and so with venus in your seventh house how can you l- speak to other people and listen to other people in a way that helps you to communicate and really communicate effectively because it, it could be that you understand what's going on but if you have been distracted or overly focused on you know reading things consuming information philosophizing um always studying more and more have you been able to actually apply yourself and get on with stuff without being pulled into Whatever your partner thinks, you know, with Venus retrograde in your seventh house, there is some exploration of your partnerships and your relationships. And it's like, "Mm, how how are we able to communicate here? What needs to be said? I think South Node in your ninth house of beliefs, you know, it's reassessing the the way you think things should be and stepping into the potential of what could be. Pisces, the South Node is in your eighth house of sex, death, other people's money. And with the North Node in your second, it's like you have great value. You are really valuable. Your work is valuable. You are bringing a lot to the table. You are rethinking about your creative success and you are letting go of outdated beliefs of what you think it should be to be um, important, powerful, knowledgeable There has been too much focus on cash and investments and other people, I think. Other people's influence in your financial, in your intimate life. And you are stepping into your true value. Your your second house of security and knowing that you can manifest and you can go towards your future with ease that you can create and that you have value on a day-to-day you've got something to bring to the table and you don't need to have attachment to whatever that is it's letting go of that attachment done that's it so there's lots of bees loving it (laughs) watching the bees on the flowers um i will be emailing you with all the details of what's going on so we have the event tonight the venus retrograde event and the values masterclass learn to predict i will do one or two q a's over the next three weeks and that will be emailed out to you if anybody wants to join that and other than that the schedule for the podcast and how i'm going to roll during venus retrograde will be decided imminently probably going to make all those decisions on friday friday looks like a good day to be getting sorted or even Thursday with uh, Mars in Virgo. I wish you a great week. I hope that this podcast has been useful and made you think and made you question things. And yeah, like, subscribe, all the stuff. And see you soon. Thanks for listening. This is Francesca Oddi for the Astrology Podcast, where we explore the weekly astrology and see how it mixes with the world and our experiences.